Welcome to Periodicals, a middle-of-the-cycle catch-up to keep us going until it's that crime of the month once again. In these short episodes, we're sharing what we've found from searching the local rags and online news in a bid to outdo one another with the weirdest stories from around the world. Did you watch Des? Do you know what? I've got a funny story about that. You are Des. <laughs> yeah, basically. We <laughs> went for um, like a little week away in Wales and it was on while we were away. So we thought, oh, I'll watch it. Yeah, it'll be nice like evenings entertainment. So we watched it and I was like, this is really weird. Like it's so, there's not that much detail. Like what's the point of this story? And then realised that we'd actually just watched the last episode. Uh. Like, I didn't realise it was a three-parter. So I just watched the last episode. And so it was like, oh, well, that's just ruined it now because I've ruined the ending. I mean, I knew what happened, but... <laughs> and I haven't been back to watch it, so... Um, I mean, it was... I don't know what I expected. Maybe I expected... This makes me sound, like, creepy, but maybe I think I expected a little bit more, like, murdery bits. Or, like, you know what I mean? Like, more... Gore. Yeah. Or like seeing the murder, more like I guess a traditional, you see it happen, then he gets caught, then he gets his comeuppance, that kind of thing. But it obviously it was it was straight from them finding the body parts in the drain, wasn't it? And then, well, from him get, I guess getting captured. So, I mean, I mean, and David Tennant was very good, wasn't he? Oh, he was amazing. But, I don't know. I felt like it was a lot that I already knew. I was just watching it being acted out. That kind of thing. I think that's probably why I didn't go back and watch it, like, from the beginning, just because I thought, like, I'd seen, you know, I'd seen how David Ten- how good David Tennant was at, like, portraying him, and I didn't feel like I needed to watch the stuff before, because it was like, you know what happens. I don't know. Yeah, it wasn't going to add anything additional to the viewing experience. I mean, I watched all three, but I can't say that I was like, yes, I can't wait for this. Like, because it was like released every night, wasn't it? I can't say that I was like, I thought, oh, I owe it to myself as a true crime fan, not fan. I don't know, fictionado. But yeah, I wouldn't say that it was. I much more enjoyed Mindhunter than I did Des. Oh, I've not watched that. Oh, I think you'd enjoy it. Do you know what? I watched the first episode and I gave up on it too quickly. I think I struggle with drama a bit. I'm, I much prefer like documentary. So I think because it is quite slow, isn't it? And it's quite heavy. Yeah, it's slow, it's slow. Is it Fincher? David Fincher? Is it? Oh, I didn't realise that. I'm sure it is, because I think he did Zodiac, didn't he? Yes, he did. Yeah, I'm sure it's I'm sure it's Fincher. But now they've all been released from the contract, so there's not... Even though Mindhunter Series 2 like ended as though there was going to be a Series 3, because Fincher had other, I guess, commitments to film a film and stuff, he was like, oh, I don't know when this is going to get made, so he released all the cast from the contract. So, as you can imagine, Mindhunter fans are up in arms. As am I. And the thing is, each series, like, had a certain killer they were focusing on. So, like, in the second one, it's the Atlanta child killer that it focuses on. And the first one... I don't know who... I can't remember who the first one focuses on. Is it um, Ed Ed Kemper? Well, Ed Kemper's in there and interviewed. But, yeah, and you sort of see a few of the others. Oh, and it's that girl. There's a girl, a little girl, isn't it? And it's... I can't remember. I don't want to ruin it for people. But BTK is in both series. You get like little glimpses of BTK and what where he's progressing in his serial killer career. So you, it's just like, oh, what? I hate that because I feel like, you know what? I feel like I've committed to something and it's it's not gone f- like f- 
fully gone through. It's not followed through. Like a shot. <laughs> <laughs> I just watched the documentary that was on after the Des thing, that was on like the following night. What? I didn't see that. Is that better? I preferred it because, I, yeah, I do prefer documentaries because I think the real stuff is far more fascinating. And just as well as a comparison to like, David Tennant's performance and because a lot of the stuff that was portrayed is actually from footage I think that they've got of him and that he's then watched and copied yeah I think so so yeah that was really good I think like interesting not good but (laughs) yeah Hmm, I would give that a go it'll probably be on like ITV player thing at the moment I'm just watching Real Housewives of Beverly Hills oh my god well, I've watched all of Married at First Sight Australia and now I don't know what to do with myself. So, because they've not put the next series on E4, so I'm like, shit. So I've just gone, I just find it comforting. I mean, it is trash TV, is the best for that, isn't it? When you, you don't want to really watch something properly. And it's that sort of time of year where it's not quite sort of settled into winter, so you can like get full snug. It's like that sort of horrible transitional period where it's like, ugh. sometimes you go out in a jumper because you're told that it's going to be eight degrees and then the sun comes out and you're like, great, I'm sweating my tits off now. You know what I mean? It's like yeah, a horrible yeah, bit. I'd, yeah. just rather, I'd rather there wasn't autumn or spring and it was only winter and summer. Oh, I love autumn though. Oh no. I'm not that bothered about spring. Do you want to do your story first? Or? Yes. Right, so my friend Aaron sent me one and the headline was really funny and I was like, oh God, yeah, this is great. But then I actually read into it. It was like man search, man with amputated penis or man who amputated penis searches, like goes around looking to find a new one. I was like, that sounds really funny. He had penile cancer. And I was like, this. Oh. Yeah. I was like, oh no, this, this is not a funny story. To be fair, this one isn't necessarily funny, but hence why I'm going to start off with it. But I just thought it's quite a bit like the jizz tree. It's a bit like public interest. Okay, okay, okay. So, Evening Standard, classy. Builder dies after eating a bag and a half of black licorice every day for weeks. Oh, Nicola, this is you (laughs) with your pick and mix obsession. Yeah, but not licorice. Don't like licorice. Okay, okay, okay. And it's because licorice contains glycerizic acid, which, if eaten in excess, can cause dangerously low potassium and imbalances in electrolytes. But that's one of those things where I think, like, anything that you eat in excess, like milk, water... Can't you die if you eat too many bananas? Yeah, because the potassium. Unsurprisingly, this is not a UK man, this was an American man. No offence to our American listeners, but, you know, it seems that something Americans would do. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know that licorice existed in America. I thought it was more of a British thing. You know what I want to try? I want to try taffy, saltwater taffy. Yeah. I always see it in films and TV shows and we always really want to... I don't know what it would taste like. I don't think it's salty. I think it's like a fudge. Oh, I was going to say, is it like fudge? Bloody love fudge. Cornish clotted cream fudge. I don't like flavoured fudge though. I only like clotted cream, like cream fudge. Oh no, I like it all. I love it when you go to like Cornwall, you can be like, oh, I'll have the one with Maltesers in or the one with... Oh, I'd maybe have Maltesers. I'd maybe have Maltesers if it was in clotted cream. I would not have, like, strawberry. Oh, yeah, no, I like that. Strawberry and chocolate. Ooh, yeah. It's like ice cream. I'm a bit... Then again, I had, like, mental... I went to Edinburgh last year, and they... I can't think... It's like something milk bar, and they have, like, mental ice creams, like olive oil and, like, cat flavour. Not cat, but something like that. But it tasted really nice. Not the cat. That was a joke. 
it was like olive oil in my I'm looking around the kitchen cheese uh, like is it savoury like che- yeah yeah like Steelton oh that sounds horrific I don't know it tastes amazing I, th- I guess they have like it's like trace so you, it's not like overpoweringly of that but very nice very nice doctors found in Massachusetts man's potassium levels to be low after he collapsed at a fast food restaurant uh. I mean, it doesn't sound the best diet he's having. No, it doesn't. Emergency responders did CPR and he revived, but died the next day. Dr. Neil Batala, a cardiologist at Massachusetts General Hospital, said that even a small amount of licorice, even a small amount of licorice you eat can increase your blood pressure a little bit. Apparently the case was described in the New England Journal of Medicine. Mm. Is that good? Like, if you died of something, would you want to be in a medical journal after? No. I would not want to be in a medical job because that is like you're a bit of a freak, isn't it? You died of something freakish. Yeah. I'd rather be uh, like anonymous. Yeah. Just you've died of something uninteresting. Just basic. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not bothered. You need to aspire to more, Christiana. I do. Yeah, <laughs> I do. But yeah. <laughs> the uh, US Food and Drug Administration, FDA for short, warns that eating as little as 76 grams of black licorice a day for two weeks could cause a heart rhythm problem, especially for people over the age of 40. I mean, I don't do that, but I'm scared for my life because I think there's probably other things that I do eat. At the moment, I'm addicted to dry bacon. <laughs> that sounds weird. M&S, Marks and Spencers, do like, you know, like if you get a sandwich from somewhere like Subway or I don't know, just a sandwich from any place, supermarket, if you get something like chicken and bacon, it's like dry bacon. It's not like... It's called sweet cure bacon, I think. It's the stuff that you get in packets and it's like crispy. Yeah, so at Marks and Spencer's, you can get like packets. You can get unsmoked or smoked. You can get three for seven pounds. And I usually do it at least once once a week, buy three packets of bacon and eat them. Wow. Do you think I'm going to die? Probably. Oh my God, I'm going to be in a medical journal. I mean, I just figured that it's protein protein that's better than having pick and mix, but maybe it's not. Uh, I mean... Basically, what's that What's that, What's that? that diet? Atkins. Yeah, basically doing the Atkins, but then also eating bread and everything else I should eat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I think you're supposed to eat, like, uh, lean meats on that, so not the ones that have got, like, the fat... Uh... Which the streaky bacon is is the worst one. I mean, that's what I do. And I like to have a little wave eat it where I like nibble it. <laughs> oh, I mean, that does sound good. <laughs> I had to clean the sheets um, today because I dropped a packet in there and I was like, oh, I don't really want bacon sheets. Eating it in bed, Nicola, come on. I know it, we're in a pandemic. <laughs> I was watching Real Housewives of Beverly Hills in bed. <laughs> wow. And it, I was just thought, I'll just bring these, have a little snack in bed and then... All over the place. You need to aspire to more in life. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, we're in a pandemic. This is my excuse. If anyone says anything, I'm like, we're in a pandemic. Okay. So apparently, many kinds of food and drink include licorice extract, including some that may unexpected. So it could be jelly beans, licorice teas, and lots of things over the counter. Even some beers, like Belgian beers, have this compound in it said Robert, Dr. Robert Eckel, a University of Colorado cardiologist and former American Heart Association president. Oh, he sounds important. The FDA says that up to 3.1% of the food's content can have glyceric acid, but many sweets and other licorice products don't even reveal how much is contained per ounce or gram, Dr. Butella said. See, I think this is an American issue because we, I think, it's a bit more stringent, isn't it? UK shit like that. For now it is until, you know... Brexit properly goes through. <laughs> then anything will be coming in. Doctors have reported the case to the FDA in a hope of raising attention to the risk. 
Jeff Beckman, a spokesman for the Hershey Company in the US, which makes the popular Twizzlers licorice twist. Oh, I've had them before, the strawberry ones. Oh, I've had them as well. Quite like them. They're okay. They're all right. <laughs> he said in an email that all of our products are safe to eat and formulated full compliance with FDA regulations and that all foods, including candy, should be enjoyed in moderation. Yeah, that is the key. Don't eat a pack a day. Of bacon. Oh, licorice. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, sometimes I have two packs. They've not got tons of calories in. I mean, I think... I think for half a pack, it's like 100 and something. Actually, that's quite a lot. It's probably like 300 per pack. Oh, my God. Well, no, it's a snack. It's If you're having a healthy balance... I've not noticed any heart heart rhythm problems or, I don't know, like I'm growing a hairy back or anything. <laughs> I'll just keep an eye on it. I'll just keep an eye on my back. <laughs> but, yeah, that's my story, just so everyone can know, like, basically stop eating licorice. <laughs> Alright, my story, actually, I have to like confess that it's a bit of an old one, but I saw it and I was like, oh, I can't not do it. How old? Like 20 years or something? No, no, it's it's like a couple of years. So it's, uh, it's from the Huffington Post and it's 2018. So I figured it was okay. Yeah, I seem to do like all stories that are around the same sort of theme. So it's another plane one, an aeroplane one. Um, and the headline is... Farting passenger forces plane to make emergency landing. Oh, God. And this is basically about how a fight broke out because there was an unnamed man who was on the flight and he was, like, just constantly farting. Oh, that literally, I've got a lump in my throat. Literally feel like being sick. (laughs) I know. It's horrible, isn't it? Like, I knew it's, like, one of the triggers... Like we've talked about before, like Um, farting around other people. I'd have stabbed him to death with a plastic fork. (laughs) So this happened on a flight from Dubai to Amsterdam um, and they had to make an emergency landing in Vienna um, after a fight broke out because one of the passengers wouldn't stop breaking wind. Like, not couldn't, wouldn't. Oh yeah, that makes it sound like he had a choice. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. So, this article says, The fart-induced fracas happened on the 11th of February aboard Transavia Airlines flight HV6902. Maybe he had COVID. Might be a COVID symptom. It's pre-COVID. Oh, it was. It's two years. It's not this February, is it? Unless he had it a lot earlier. It was when two men sitting next to an apparently very flatulent man raised a stink about his repeated gas attacks, according to Fox News. When the alleged perpetrator didn't stop, his disgusted seatmates reportedly complained to the airline crew, who apparently did nothing. What do you do, though? I don't know. I don't know. If someone said that to me, I'd be like... But if it's a medical issue as well... Yeah, like, it's like masks. When someone's not wearing a mask, and I think, prick. But then I think, also, though, they could have a medical condition. Highly unlikely, (laughs) but they could, so I can't say anything. Because they never look the type, do they, to have a medical condition? Oh, no, no. They're usually, like, younger than 30. Strutting. Going and buying booze for a party. Because the airline crew didn't didn't do anything. Um, Instead, apparently, the captain stepped in and he issued a warning. He issued a warning to the two people that were complaining, not to the man who was farting. (gasps) What did he say? Stop it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, He was accusing them of noisy and aggressive behaviour. and, and that they were making threats. Oh, just think if you were sat there behind the person or next, and you could get like that backdraft. Well, I actually have like quite a similar story to this, uh, like flight based, where we were traveling back from somewhere and we, it was like one of those like nightmare journeys where the, the flight got cancelled because there was an issue with the plane. So we couldn't get on to 
this flight, we had to stay overnight in this hotel. And like for every leg of the journey, we were like sat near this guy who was like constantly burping. It had to be a medical... It's making me burp. (laughs) Hang on. (laughs) Just need to pat my chest. (laughs) Oh, like he kept... uh, And he was in like actual noise burps. Yeah, so it's like... Oh, no. Like, constantly. Like a sink. Like a sink that's, like, woefully. You know, when you hear, like, a gurgly sink. Yeah, yeah, it was, like, gurgling. Me and Luke were just, like, like, looking at each other, like, you know, when you're, like, you actually can't take it anymore. So this was, like, the transfer from the... Because they transferred us from the airport to the hotel. (laughs) Then at dinner in the hotel like we were all ha- like it was like a buffet obviously we we sat down and then they came and sat like on the next table I was just like Ugh. how did he eat did you watch him eat did he have to do it between burps I couldn't look at him but like he was constantly burping throughout oh. the meal like it, uh, one forkful would go in and then you know oh. <laughs> and then, <laughs> I'm, gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna see if that is a medical condition it must be if not he's an outrageous human being he was like with a family and everything and they seem to like not not care at all oh it could be good that sounds like the right (laughs) name for it (laughs) gastroesophageal reflux disease excessive belching by promoting increased swallowing chronic belching may also be related to inflammation of the stomach lining onto an infection well don't make me feel bad about it so he could have had a stomach ulcer. Oh. He looked like someone who would have a stomach ulcer. Yeah, we did too. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so we were with him for dinner, back on the transfer the next morning to the airport, and then obviously he was sat right behind us on the flight. And it was a long haul flight, nine hours or something. Fucking hell. Thankfully you can put your headphones on and like watch some films, but... Oh, it was it was bad. It was really bad. And it's always on the way back as well. It's never on the way out there when you're <laughs> when you're not happy. You, you're not happy. You, your adrenaline is shot, and you just want to get yeah. home. And you know the weather's going to be dog shit. <laughs> you're leaving all that wonderful adventure behind. Exactly. Oh fucking. Hell. So yeah, I could totally relate to these people. <laughs> so apparently, when they wouldn't stop complaining about the passenger. A fight broke out. The pilots then made an emergency stop in Vienna and removed the two people who were complaining and not the farting man. None of the passengers kicked off the plane were arrested because they'd not broken any Austrian laws, but they have been banned from flying with Transavia. I'd love to be banned off an airline. Would you? Yeah, yeah. And like a pub and like a restaurant. Like, just add them up. And then I'd try and see if I could get in. In a disguise. Do they actually have your picture on the wall? Yeah, I don't know how that... I guess with an airline, it would be like when your passport gets checked. So that'd be easier to do. But yeah, no, I think I find stuff like that mortifying. Even though the airline didn't want to give any comment to Huffington Post, they did offer a statement to Detelegraph other newspaper which said our crew must ensure a safe flight if passengers pose a risk they immediately intervene our people are trained for that they know very well where the boundaries are transavia therefore stands squarely behind the cabin crew and the pilots the airline has reportedly filed a police report about the incident in the netherlands i'm totally on the guy's side that were complaining though could they not have moved him to somewhere else as well i know that sometimes it's like a full flight Oh, like, just spoken to the guy. I mean, 
I suppose it's one of those it's one of those things that if you've not got all the information, then like maybe he'd say I don't know, like if he does did have a medical thing, maybe he's told them like, Oh, I have got I'd, but then if not, then I don't But maybe if they just even said like to the guy who's farting constantly, Are you okay? Like do you need <laughs> Do you some? need help? <laughs> yeah. Do you need an emodium? Because he obviously needs to go for a poo, because when you fart you need a poo. So maybe you just didn't want to go to the airplane toilet because I'm like that. I remember last year going flying on my own to Thailand and I've never flown on a flight before, even just like an hour flight on my own. So I was like shitting my pants and I didn't go to the toilet on the whole the whole flight. Oh, wow. That's impressive. So I didn't drink. I think I had like, I think I had a gin and tonic or like a couple knowing that alcohol, well, knowing that I was dehydrated anyway. Don't know how I knew that. I just sensed it. So I knew that I wouldn't wee. And yeah, just... I just kept kept everything just there bundled up inside. Wow, that's impressive. You're like a camel. I mean, it was fear more than anything, but yeah. I don't know why. It's just I'm scared. I don't like walking past people. It's very tight. I, I think I do naturally lean towards first class. Do you know what I mean? In that space. Yeah, yeah. So I just feel like, I don't know. I just, I'm not meant for economy the only thing i don't like about it is the like if it's busy and queuing up so i always have to like time it right because you know that as soon as everyone's had food everybody goes to the toilet straight after so there's always a big queue so if you can get in before then or later and you don't want to go when there's no offense a man because they're probably having a poo i think so i would never go behind a man because i mean that's the worst thing on a plane i sit there and i just think uh, recycled air. Uh, I'm breathing in farts. I'm not a very good plane passenger. <laughs> I mean, that is the the awful thing about this story is that like a plane is literally the worst place where you can be like fat, like if you're farting constantly. Like you can get away with some stuff. Oh. I didn't ask, were these smelly farts? I assumed so, because the thing is, if you're on a plane and you fart, like, I know this from experience. I was really sick. <laughs> <laughs> I was really sorry. sick. I'm sorry. <laughs> it just got me, it got to me. Yeah. <laughs> because, like, you can, it's it's noisy, isn't it? Like, the engine sounds yeah, like, yeah. and your chair is rumbling a bit, so you can, like, sit in a chair and basically it will silent fart disperse yeah even not a silent one that would be a little bit loud outside you can get away with like a rumbler a rumbler yeah you can get away with it's only it must have been the smell that was indicating like that he was farting constantly yeah all really noisy and no smell but that would still put like be horrendous if i could if i if you knew it was a fart smell but there was no smell i think that's better though it's always the smell is a it's a bad bit yeah but they're usually silent and deadly so i wonder if they didn't hear him they were like just squeezing like out of there and then like methane pure methane oh, oh. <laughs> it's horrible sorry but like how could i not talk about that like i saw it and i was like definitely gonna have to talk about that and i feel like probably all of our listeners have experienced that either being um, a victim of it or the perpetrator and if you're a perpetrator please stop listening we don't want your riffraff listening to this <laughs> i'm gonna have to stop listening <sighs> Sorry, I've just been reading other funny stories. Mm. Oh, just see a story here. Never use boiling water to make a cup of tea, says expert. That's bollocks. That is absolute bollocks. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I love that all of our, everything we've ever recorded, that's the most aggressive you've got and passionate about something. Yeah. Right. My second story is, I feel like all of our stories are always grim. (sighs) There's no death, I don't think, though. Factory court, washing, recycling... And sell, reselling over 300,000 used condoms. Oh, <laughs> no. 
Yes, this is a story from the mirror. Shock. A factory in Vietnam has been busted for washing and recycling. Sorry, I'm using air quotes there. Thousands of used condoms and then selling them onto unsuspecting customers. I've got a lump in my throat again. <laughs> Police swooped on an apartment in the south of the country where they found over 300,000 unlabeled and unpackaged condoms. The owner of the illicit facility, Tham Thi Than Ngoc, probably have not said that correctly, but also... Kind of sounded like I did. Yeah, it did. <laughs> I bought it. Thank you. Said she had washed and then dried the condoms. Oh, imagine washing them. Oh. Said she had washed. I can't be bothered picking them up after I've used them. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, sorry, that makes me sound like I just use condoms on my own, like alone. Um, <laughs> like weirdo. God, I don't, but I also don't use them all at the moment. <laughs> Nicola, you've oh. got to practice. No, that sounds like I'm a slut <laughs> yeah, that's trying yeah. to get pregnant or something. Okay, I'll just stop. She said she washed and then dried the condoms before remoulding them on a wooden dildo. Oh. Detectives say the woman received a weekly consignment of condoms from an unidentified person and were then repackaged after being processed. An unknown amount of dirty contraceptives were then sold to unsuspecting members of the Republic. Of the Republic, sorry. <laughs> I suddenly went into like Hunger Games. <laughs> <laughs> An unknown amount of dirty contraceptives were then sold to unsuspecting members of the public, reports Vietnam Insider. If you didn't know, used condoms are a major risk to the public and can lead to infections as well as sexually transmitted diseases. Earlier this year, oh, so this is just a random news story, but it was some good facts. Earlier this year, it was reported that slumping condom sales meant that Brits were shying away from sex be- uh, during the lockdown. Oh. Um, it could mean that, but it could also mean that, I don't know, people using other contraceptives. Laxman Narasimhan, the chief of Jurex's parent company, Reckitt Bank Kaiser, has said that condom sales in most markets across the world, including the UK, have slumped since the pandemic began. The firm blamed the poor sale performance on the effect that of stay-at-home ho- uh, stay policies are having on potential customers. It feels like that should be the opposite way around. Surely if more people are staying at home, they're... Banging more. Oh, I suppose. Yeah, I'm thinking about like people who are, you know... In established relationships. Yeah. If you're in established relationships, you're less likely to probably use condoms. So these are all for like single losers like me. Apparently, intimate occasions are going down, and that's a manifestation of anxiety, Mr. Narasimhan told the BBC. What you see is this virus is having a toll on the number of intimate occasions in the UK. Hmm, that's a nice way to put a shag <laughs> the lockdown has presented people the world over with a new whole new series of relationship challenges health officials also suggested another way for lovers to have sex but limit the amount of physical contact they have during the coronavirus pandemic sticking to social distancing guidelines is literally impossible during sex so health officials have revealed ways of doing so whilst reducing the risk of contracting or, <gasps> or passing on covid19 and then like what you said ties into yours while the virus has been found in semen uh, and feces. Uh. It's not yet clear if coronavirus can be transmitted through sex. What are these new positions? Oh my god. Oh no, sorry, I just read the next sentence. No, I don't want to know. This is amazing. <laughs> this is amazing. This is the best thing I've ever read in my life. Go on. The BC Centre for Disease Control in Canada has suggested that lovers use glory holes as a way of intercourse with minimum physical contact. Uh. A glory hole is a hole cut into a wall that Who's going to cut a hole in someone? Can you imagine going around someone's house? You'd be like, why have you got a hole in your wall? You're like, oh, it's that glory hole. <laughs> it's that COVID glory hole. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
I get a little plaque for it. A glory hole is a hole cut into a wall that's only large enough for a penis to slip through, which means lovers can be in two separate rooms whilst having sex. Yeah, but the penis is still touching you, though. <laughs> well, exactly. And I was going to say, you found corona in semen, but you did it literally. <laughs> you read the, like, You read the article. How grim is that? Pretty grim. This is single life. I'm going to be having sex through glory holes. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness, 20, 2020. Oh my god, any tips? Send them my way. <laughs> Ew, tips. <laughs> Through the hole. Oh. <laughs> oh, I've nearly sicked in my mouth at least three times already this recording. The thing about the washing out the condoms, that's got to be up there with the worst jobs, isn't it? Like That you could ever do. Yeah, I mean, I used to work in Debenhams and I thought that was bad, but that sounds... That's a close second. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> In the bra department as well. <laughs> oh, did you measure? No, I wasn't. I wasn't qualified. But are they even qualified? No offense, anyone who works at Debenhams. I don't think so. They were all like horrible, moody people that worked there. I remember when I worked at MS and someone um, pissed in the fitting room. Oh, I feel like you really get an idea of humanity when you work in retail. And that's in M&S as well. Like, that's a posh shop. Yeah. And also, it's one of the few shops that has, like, you can use a toilet for free there. Yeah. Like, people are just lazy, aren't they? Oh, very confused. Maybe it was power trip. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe they thought it was the toilet. Like, oh, this is strange, like cloth curtains, but whatever. Because I suppose, yeah, it was cubicles. Oh my God, I wonder if they had, like, dementia or something. Oh, yeah, that makes it sad. I feel like we keep doing this, we laugh about something, and then we're like, oh, actually, maybe this is a serious medical condition that's just yeah. <laughs> made them do this. Yeah. <laughs> well, I hope this one won't make you throw up. It depends. How do you feel about snakes? Mm, I mean, I don't want to find one in my bed, but I won't be bothered. No, that sounds awful. If, if someone brought a snake to me and said, oh, pet my snake, I'd be like, ugh. But I, I'm, they don't repulse me. Like, I don't scream at a snake. What if they poked it through a glory hole? How would you feel about that? <laughs> Oh, could you imagine? <laughs> like expecting something else and you get a little snake looking at you. Depends how big it was. Ugh, can you imagine if it was like a tiny little grass snake? Like a really thin little thing. Or then like a big thick thing, like a chode. <laughs> Are we still talking about snakes? <laughs> <laughs> get on with your story. <laughs> I know, getting, I'm getting on. Okay, so uh, this is a coronavirus case. So this, unlike the last one, is very recent. The headline is, Man told snake skin isn't a legitimate face covering, especially when still attached to the snake. What? It's going to take some explaining. But basically... What country is this? The UK. Fuck off. Which part of the UK? Guess. Up north. Scotland. No. Oh. That is north. It is north, yeah. But our neck of the woods. It's not Blackpool, is it? No, Manchester. This is basically about a guy who, instead of using a normal face covering like everybody else, just decided to wrap a snake around his head. Like a gag? Yeah. How big was the snake? It's massive. I've got, it's horrific. Like, I hate snakes. And it's like a proper... Boa constrictor. If it's a boa constrictor, it's probably a bad idea because it's like round his neck, so... <laughs> 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 Let me, is there a picture of it? Oh my god, no. Is he on a bus? Yeah. Fucking hell. That is, I think that's like a, oh, it's a python. Why am I such a snake expert? What? How did you know that? I don't even know if it is. I just, I don't know. I, I just said it. I don't even know if that's true. It looks like a python. Yeah, I'd buy that. But I don't know what that means when I say that. I don't know what that means. What does it, I don't, is it the pattern? Is it because, is that the one that Britney has in like, I'm a slave? Yeah, poss- yeah possibly actually. 
for you, just in case people didn't know that's what I was singing. So basically, it, a passenger who was spotted wearing a snake as a mask while travelling on a bus has been warned it is not a legitimate face covering. So this guy just got on a bus with like a big chubby snake. Can we just clarify as well that it looks like an old man as well? It's not like a fucking teenager. I was expecting you to say like a punk or something. It looks like he's got white hair, doesn't it? I can't see his face because it's all blurred out. So the man was seen with a light brown serpent with diamond shaped markings on its skin wrapped around his mouth and neck on a bus from Swinton to Manchester. I'm sorry, but I wouldn't want to be on a bus with snakes. Like, the bus drivers let him on. He must have had that in a bag. He's had that in that JD bag. Do you reckon? (laughs) Yeah. You would not let someone on with a snake. Bus drivers, sometimes they don't even bother looking at you, do they? If you're just tapping in or... Yeah, I suppose you don't need to give them money anymore, do you? Yeah, if you've got a bus pass, which he probably did have because he's older. A passenger on the bus, who asked not to be named, said at first she thought the man was wearing a funky mask before she spotted the creature slither over the handrails. <gasps> Do snakes, are they, like, wet? No, they're, like, quite... They're dry. Oh, so they don't leave any, like, residue? Unless they poo? No, no. Oh, that would be horrific. The reptile did not seem to be bothering anyone else, she said, adding that she found the incident really funny. Well, good for her. <laughs> Because I, I think I'd be quite traumatised by that. Yeah, what a loon. She said, no one batted an eyelid. It's Manchester for you. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, you don't want to you don't want to kick up a fuss, do you? Because you never know who you're on the bus with. Like, it could, you could be a crazy person. You could live, yeah, you could get shaved, for sure. It is not known if he was challenged by the driver over his choice of covering. And yeah, there's a picture with it. Where you, so if you, like, type in man snake mask on the bus or something yeah i typed in bad with snake for face mask or something and you'll be able to see what it's like it's suitable for work so that was periodicals another one down that was a fun one i enjoyed that yeah we'll be back again obviously in four weeks time to do another periodical but in two weeks time for our main episode correct well done good math thanks (laughs) And yeah, as always, thanks very much for listening. Speak to you soon. Bye. Bye.